What's going on, Badger fans? Let's talk about Nick Evers maybe making a bit of a move on the quarterback depth chart. That could be a big deal for Wisconsin. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Get $20 off life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout over at jacemedical.com. I am your host, Ryan Herrings. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot to talk about today. One of the things we're having kind of fun with here and there is we've been you doing this Badger of the Day, the BOTD. Uh, if you see it on the back on YouTube, it's Cecil Martin today. He was a fullback at Wisconsin, 95 to 99, playing in a couple Big Ten Bowls, six-round NFL picks, and a couple touchdowns in the NFL. A lot of success post-football, too. But you were going to go Cecil Martin today. And one of the reasons I'm, I like doing this is there's so many players in the fabric of a great program like Wisconsin kind of woven into it that connect all of us. But if you're not in this community, this Badger community, you probably have no idea who Cecil Martin is, right, if you're a football guy. Or, or, or so many players, Zach Brown and, you know, um, Derasmus. And, and just there's – you can go on and on and on, right? Uh, Vitaly, all these guys, all these these names that connect us as Badger fans. So I like throwing these older names out there at times <clears throat> just to kind of connect the community and just have some fun with it. So because that's what being a fan is all about. It is about having fun with your community. So we're going to go see some Martin as our Badger of the day today. Uh, let's talk about Nick Evers. This one, this one's really interesting to me. So obviously we need to look forward, right? We've spent a couple days talking about the Iowa loss. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, a couple days talking about Tanner Mordecai getting hurt. Uh, Braden Locke is going to be the next guy. It was interesting to me because if you remember back in spring, like Nick Everett, well, let's go even further back. Nick Evers transfers in from Oklahoma, right? This incredibly talented, athletic, dual threat, former four-star guy. And he gets to campus, and that was the expectation at the time. He, We thought that might be the starter, right? This was before Locke. This was before Mordecai. And then, you know, you get Mordecai and you're like, okay, so we have the quarterback of the now, which is Mordecai. And then we have the star for the future and it's Nick Evers. And then you land Braden Locke and pretty quickly Braden Locke kind of jumps Nick Evers on the depth chart. Miles Burkett does. If you remember Marshall Howe was getting reps over Nick Evers in the spring game, the the former walk-on. And, you know, I kind of said, I don't know if it's going to happen here. I didn't even kind of say it. I said, I don't think it's going to happen for Nick Evers if if he's getting beat out by a preferred walk-on. Um, but there recently, you know, Zach Halpern had a tweet about this. They said, um, Luke Fickle was talking about who's going to be the backup now that uh, Braden Locke is the starter. And he said, you know, Miles Burkett, Nick Evers are, are, it's going to be Burkett. He's listed as the two, but Nick Evers is going to be in there as well. That to me was really interesting. The fact that Nick Evers is in that battle is, is going to get a lot more reps in practice this week. The fact that he mentioned Evers and maybe not a Cola crew, for example, that's interesting. That's really interesting because Evers is the highest upside from a from a physical standpoint quarterback on the roster. Probably higher upside than even guys coming in the 24 and 25 classes, potentially. Just as I'm just saying as a pure physical run, you know, athletic uh, whip of an arm, Evers has all the physical tools. And if he's starting to slowly put it together, that is huge potentially for Wisconsin. Because he, he's got unique traits. He just has to put it together. And, you know, it certainly didn't look like he was – doing it but if he's now kind of in potentially putting himself in a battle for that number two spot listen that's a big deal 
because he he is a star if he puts it together. So um, I'm very excited to see if Nick Evers can maybe get some reps. I've talked about uh, one of the things I, I would love to see it, and this 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 is easier said than done, right? And I don't know if Phil Long was the type of coach I would want to do this anyway. But with Nick Evers' athleticism, I would love to see him in just some kind of wildcat package, near, maybe near the goal line, maybe near in the red zone. Give him one simple read, <clears throat> right, like a tight end drag, and he's rolling out, and he's either a wide-open tight end in the end zone or you're running it, you're using the athletic tools. I would love to see Evers get some burn and get some reps in situations like that because I think he's athletic enough to make a difference. If you think back to, like, the Tanner McAvoy reps when he came in as a wildcat quarterback, Evers could maybe play a role like that because – Braden Locke is not that guy. Braden Locke's not a runner. And quite frankly, even if he was more mobile, you don't want Braden Locke getting hurt. Like, you can't have him getting hurt. Could Nick Evers be a guy you bring in as a changeup just for a couple snaps here and there, maybe in the red zone to get another runner on the field? Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in it, but I'm mostly interested in the fact that Nick Evers seems to maybe, maybe potentially be putting some of this together. If he's battling, um, if he's right kind of there with Miles Burkett or right behind him, he's going to get more reps. I'm excited to see where that might go. So that was interesting to me. Um, let's get into some of what, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's get into some of what Luke Fickle had to say at his press conference. I always find this really interesting. Luke Fickle has a lot of good things he says. Uh, the first thing he said, and this is all paraphrased, there's only one way to get the taste out of your mouth. And it's true. Like we have to look forward. We have to look forward to Illinois. We have to put that craptacular game against Iowa behind us. Let's look forward to Bielema. Let's look forward to Illinois. And that, that's really what he was saying as well. You have to look for it. You have to move forward. The train keeps moving. Nobody feels sorry for you in football or in life, right? So you have to keep moving forward, trust the process, um, and just keep getting a little bit better every day. So I, I, I appreciate that. Not to pull a Paul Christ into here, uh, but I appreciate that sentiment. You got to move forward. We got to get better. We have to continue breaking through this thing, and we can't stop at the station. The train is people are getting on and off, and we're going to stay on, and we're going to keep going down the tracks. So I, I appreciate that statement. I mean, what else is he going to say? I get it. But it's also true. That is also the true statement. The only way to get that taste out of your mouth is to go beat the crap out of Illinois. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting, there was a reporter that asked a question about tweaking things offensively for Locke, like the difference between Braden Locke and um, Tanner Mordecai. Luke said, Coach Fickle said, I don't know that, that there's a ton of difference. I think the biggest difference is just the experience, the experience between the two. Obviously, Mordecai is a lot more. I thought that was interesting because I think the mobility is a huge difference. I I, I think you're going to see a, a significantly different offense in some ways than what Phil Longo was using with Mordecai because you're not going to use Layden, or I keep saying Layden, you're not going to use Braden Locke as a runner like you did with Tanner Mordecai for a couple reasons. The first is you're out of depth. Like I think the coaching staff felt pretty good about Braden in the number two spot. I don't know how good they feel about Burkett and Evers and LaCrue in the number three or four spot. That's no knock on any of those players. They're just young. Um, you know, so I don't think they're going to run it when they're talking about tweaking things offensively. I think they will. I, I think it maybe might have been a bit of coach speak from Fickle. I don't think they're going to run and put the ball in Locke's hands nearly as much as a runner than they did with Mordecai. For a couple of reasons. First of all, he's not the athlete that Mordecai is. He's smaller than Mordecai. And there's a lot less depth now. So I think all of that's going to play together. And you're not going to get the same type of offense because of it. So it was interesting how he worded it. I, I kind of disagree. I think that the product on the field won't necessarily line up with how he worded it. Um, he was talking about Braden, uh, Braden Locke. He said there's nobody that spends more time studying. The unique thing is guys are rallying around him, having confidence and belief in him. I want to hit on that second part because there is 
a very real emotional aspect to to being on a team. If you see your quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, get hurt, you know uh, a younger player, Braden Locke, is coming in. A lot of pressure is going to be on him. There could be a bit of a rally around him, right? You, It's not that the offensive line wasn't playing hard for Tanner Mordecai. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, and Coach Fickle talked about this as well, the offensive line is going to have to pick up some of the slack. They're going to have to play better. Braylon Allen's going to have to play better. The receivers are going to have to make plays. I'm curious to see if they rally around Locke a little bit, right? And and maybe, maybe I, I don't want to say play harder because I don't want to insinuate that they haven't been because I don't I don't think that's been the case for the, for the record. But it, teams can rally around things, right? They, they can find little bits of motivation or little bits of, of something just to take them off and get them going. And I think there could be a bit of a rally around Locke. And I think the offense might be a little crisper in the passing game just because of I think he might be a better passer than Mordecai. Again, not the experience, not the athlete, not the size. But I, I like what he's going to bring from a passing standpoint, and I'm curious if the team's going to be able to rally around him a little bit. Um, a bunch more coming up with what we want to talk about uh, from Coach Fickle's press conference, plus some of your comments, plus a quarterback committed to Wisconsin. I want to talk about all of that coming up. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Listen, I'm, I'm a bit of a prepper. Like I like, I have a family. I like being prepared for my family, for my kids. You know, I have the survival water. I have the the survival food. Jace Medical has given me another tool to put in my survival belt. And I'm, I really appreciate that. You know, Jace Medical has built the Jace case, which I have to give you access to life-saving antibiotics, uh, five life-saving antibiotics that treat a ton of different um, infections and illnesses delivered to your house in a, a case with instructions and uh, resources that you can reach out and get information on how to use all of these things. I, I really like it. It gives me peace of mind so that I'm empowered to take care of my family, my kids. I'm not worried about if there's an emergency I need to get to, you know, a, um, a pharmacy. I need to get down the road. I don't have to worry about that with the Jace case, you know, because I feel empowered to take care of my family, my kids. And there's nothing more important to me in life than that. And, you know, Jace has provided me some insurance on that front, and I'm very grateful for that. Right now, you can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Empower your family today. Today's episode is also brought to you by our great friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is uh, uh, the, the best sports book bar none in America. There's a reason we use it. Safe, simple, easy. Quick payouts, incredibly fast to get started, set up, get going. Plus, they have all of the, the bells and whistles you, you expect. In, in that simple, easy-to-use package, you get parlays, futures. Um, one Again, I've been on my teams. I bet with my heart. I have a, a futures bet on the Suns winning the NBA Finals on FanDuel. I had a bet on the Braves winning the World Series on FanDuel, too. But I also have the Niners winning the Super Bowl all on FanDuel. They are the easiest app to get started and get going right away for, for sports betting. There's not another sports book like it. Plus, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Bet $5 and you get $100 or $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's get a little bit more into what Luke Fickle had to say in his press conference. I love this one. He said on uh, someone asked about the offensive line. He said, I challenged them uh, because I challenged them to play better than they did. I thought they played good. We need them to play better. I challenged them because they can handle it. <clears throat> I love that. 
Because let's be let's be honest here. Iowa has a really good front seven. The offensive line didn't play well enough. They didn't. And one of the thing <clears throat> one of the things I think's been a con- a constant this year for this team and this offense is Tanner Mordecai at times has bailed out the offense, bailed out the offensive line with uh, catching Aaron snaps, avoiding pressure, taking off at times, scrambling for his life. That's not something Braden Locke is going to be able to do as well. He's not as big. He's not as mobile. He's younger. He's not as experienced. The offensive line has to play a lot better. They have to pick up their game. Uh, and again, uh, I'm not saying they were the reason Wisconsin lost to Iowa. They, they weren't. I mean, there were a lot of reasons Wisconsin, Wisconsin lost to Iowa. But going forward, you now have a younger quarterback. Your offensive line has to keep them upright, has to keep them protected. You have to get them good snaps, right? Do not let blindside guys smash him because he's not as big as Tanner Mordecai. He's not going to have the frame to take a ton of punishment. So the offensive line going forward, Illinois has got a good front seven too. The offensive line going forward has to play really, really well. They have to. They have to keep Braden Locke upright because he's going to be a pocket passer. He moves around a little bit, but he's not hes not Tanner Mordecai. So the offensive line going forward is huge. I like that Coach Fickle said we need them to play better, period. I'm not saying they were at, to, at fault, but we need them to play better. I like that. He had another question that I found interesting. I found this exchange interesting. Um, I forget who asked this, but someone essentially asked, did we underestimate the challenge – that you had going into this? Did we build up the expectations too high? You know, and the first thing Luke Fickle said was, I don't know, nobody puts more pressure or has higher expectation on this program than myself and the guys in the locker room. I love that, right? Because what he's saying is, no, you you didn't build the expectations up too high. No, you didn't have higher expectations than you should have because your expectations don't match up to mine. he's, He's taking ownership of the fact that his expectations are bigger than any of ours. His pressure is bigger than any of ours. So I, I like the fact that he kind of took that question and shut, shut it down. Like it, because external stuff shouldn't matter to him, right? Internally, he understands what his expectations are and what the pressure that he's put on his guys is and the pressure that is on himself. And that's all that matters. And he went on to say, you got to focus on the process and not the destination. He said that a couple of times. We talked about that at the beginning of this show. That that's so true. You you have, you know, th- just because you lost to Iowa, there's there's still things to take from that game to build upon, and just just like in a win, not everything is perfect. In a loss, not everything is a disaster. You just keep building. No matter what happens, you just keep building. And if you're a successful coach, if you're a good coach, if you're a great coach, you know the steps that are required, right? And you just keep building those steps, and you know sooner or later you're going to get the program to where it's supposed to be. And that's that's in accordance with your own expectations. So I thought that was a good answer, an interesting one. I like that he he kind of turned that question around and said, no, it's it's not the expectations are fine from the outside. We it doesn't really bother us and mine are higher. Let's get a couple of your comments here too. Um, this one is from Cody. He said, if there's not huge improvements with next year's schedule, dot dot dot. Yeah, that's gonna that could be brutal. Jason Gelden asks, when was the last time the Badgers won a big game? Big is relative, Jason. Um, I would love to know what your answer on that one is. When the last time that you thought the Badgers won a big game? <clears throat> I would say maybe the LSU game in Lambeau. Um, I mean, big is like it, again, big is very relative. Uh, the Orange Bowl against Miami, maybe. I mean, it's it's been a few years, and that's a problem. I think that's the. I think that's the point of your comment, uh, Jason. It, it's been a few years, and that is definitely a problem. Uh, 
Badger and Bormouth says Locke was better than Tanner Mordecai. I don't think he was. Uh, although I don't think he was demonstrably worse either, which is interesting considering how experienced Tanner Mordecai is. Keep in mind, I mean, Braden Locke, <clears throat> the only points were scored on drives that he led. But I just think I just think he also had two fumbles. Uh, I had a fumble and interception, I'm sorry. So I don't know. If he, I don't think he was better than Mordecai, but I don't think he was demonstrably worse either, which is interesting to me. Uh, this is from Brett. Give Fickle a few years to get the guys he needs. Then we can go. Uh, then we get to nine or ten wins in the new Big Ten. Yeah, I think that's fair, Brett. I, and thank you for the comment. And I think that's where we've talked about this before. <clears throat> to some degree, you have to measure. And I, I apologize. I have a bit of a, a cold. Um, but to some degree, you have to measure success not based on what we're used to, expectations that we're used to in the Big Ten West of old, but measure success based on a much tougher conference going forward. Ten wins, maybe you sneak into the playoffs ten wins. Actually, you might not even sneak in some years ten wins if you're ten and two in the Big Ten, right? And having played – like look, look at next year's schedule. I, weren't, I don't think we're going to go ten and two next year. I'll just go out there and say it. I need, I've realized I need to slow my, my, my hype machine down. Um, but next year's schedule, if you went 10 and 2, you're going to the playoffs that year, right? Because Alabama, I think Penn State's on the schedule. I think you play USC, um, Iowa. Like if you go 10 and 2 with that schedule, they're a really good team. So I think that's another thing we need to do is adjust the expectations a little bit. 10 wins is going to be a really good year in the Big Ten going forward, period. Nine wins is going to be a good year, period, going forward. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Badger Blaze says, uh, Petroisky probably earned some more playing time. He looked pretty decent. I, yeah, I'm with Rajiv on this one. Uh, Petroisky's looked really good to me. I, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more burn. I actually think CJ Getz is another one that the last couple of games, CJ Getz came into the year, we were thinking, I don't know. He's really impressed me the last couple of games as well. I would like to see more Getz and Petroisky on the edges. I will say I, I'm still kind of waiting on Darian Varner, right, to to be that guy on the defense line, and we haven't really seen that. That that's been a disappointment this year. I'm going to do a show coming up where I rank all the kind of all the transfers based on what we were expected to what they've done up to this point. Varner's been a little disappointing, unfortunately. Um, this is from actually I don't see who this is from, but they said at what point do we put do we question the recruiting of the previous staff? Those highly ranked recruiting classes haven't panned out. This team is lacking talent. There's three NFL players on this team. Yeah. I think it's really – I don't even have anything to add on that. The team is lacking talent, and that is on the previous staff's recruiting jobs. Will K says, tired of seeing receivers catch the ball from the secondary. Uh, yeah. How many catches do you get before the first down marker? Will, that was a huge problem in the Iowa game. There was three or four times where Wisconsin receivers caught the ball, and instead of getting a first down, it was third and one, third and two. That's inexcusable. I would, I would love to – is that – is that on the receiver? You know, did they not run the route to the, the the sticks? Or is it a timing thing where they did, but by the time the pass came out, they had to come back and get it because the defense was closing? Again, the answer is usually both, right? There's usually blame on, on both sides when things like that don't work. But, yeah, that, that was several times in the game, and that was a little inexcusable. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a new quarterback that committed to Wisconsin. Somebody that's a little interesting to me. I want to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. Uh, but first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors. I've talked a lot about some of my car problems, some of my my issues right with cars. eBay Motors is here to help you. It's here to help me. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices, incredibly simple to use. Uh, and they're all about the passion of, of car owners. They're all about the pride of people who own cars. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. The eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit. Your ride every time or your money back. It's as simple as that. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's let's continue going here. Um, yeah, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's let's talk about um, Milo Spakovich. Spasovic, Spasovic, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, Milos Spasovic. Man, I'm butchering that. I apologize. But Milos is a a preferred walk on 2024 kid, committed to Wisconsin, quarterback. And before anybody kind of dismisses the PWO thing, I love, I love preferred walk-ons. First of all, for let me let me start. If you're a Wisconsin fan, you know the importance of preferred walk-ons over the course of, of the last 25 years, right? So anytime I get a preferred, anytime, I shouldn't say hi, anytime Wisconsin gets a preferred walk-on, I love it, right? Because, A, those kids come in with something to prove, and they come in with a chip on their shoulder. They're incredibly easy to root for. So I love that aspect of it. But also, it doesn't take up a scholarship. At, at some level, recruiting and drafting is about throwing darts at a board, right? And the more darts you can throw, even if it, even if the dart has a 0.1% chance of doing anything, if you can throw the dart and it doesn't cost you anything, you throw the friggin' dart. And uh, I, that's why preferred walk-ons, every time we get one, I, mean, I get excited about it because there's a chance. There's always a chance. And then quarterback itself is kind of a unique position. You talk about throwing darts. That's another one where the more quarterbacks you get in a room, the better. right? The more arms with some type of skill you get in the room, the better. We just had Marshall Howe last year, came in as a walk-on, and almost immediately was the, the number three quarterback, right? He, he jumped a couple people, number three, number four quarterback on the roster and uh, transferred out to a, to a better opportunity for him to play. You know, was he ever going to do anything in Wisconsin? No, but he was a good depth piece, right? And you need depth in the, in the quarterback room. You need depth to sustain injuries. You need depth to run the scout team. You need depth to give uh, your defenders and practice better looks. So I'm all about picking up a preferred walk-on with some physical ability, especially at the quarterback spot. So let's talk about Milos for a second. Uh, six foot five, 220 pound two star quarterback out of Minnetonka, Minnesota. The size looks legit. <clears throat> That's his, he's listed on two, four, seven as six, three, but in his huddle film, he lists himself at six, five. He's probably like six, four, but he stands in the pocket really well. Like there, there are some things here to like about Milos. Now he's a two star guy. Uh, some interest from Minnesota. He had an offer from um, an FCS program, but he's he's a legit six four ish. He moves relatively well in the pocket. He's not a statue. He rolls out. He has a good feel in the pocket. I thought his footwork was really good on film. Like he'll take that that two that three step five step drop back. You know, good footwork, clean, not happy feet. Hit that back foot, let it throw. I thought that was pretty impressive. Rolling out looks pretty natural throwing. Not a great arm, right? I think when you look at it, the arm is a little soft. Um, he's not incredibly fast as an athlete, but he moves pretty well. He's 6'5", and he has good touch with good footwork. So there's definitely something there that's kind of fun to look at and say, okay, I, I like some of the physical pieces here. And again, if you bring that guy in as a walk-on, he's he's running a shotgun kind of spread system in high school, very similar to what Longo wants to do. So there's some familiarity there. Clearly, this is somebody that Longo's interested in at least kicking the tires on working with. It's just more depth. That's all it is. 
the odds of him ever being a starter at Wisconsin is pretty low, obviously, not just because he's preferred walk-on, because most quarterbacks that come into a program over a three- or four-year period don't start. It's not just a walk-on thing. It's hard to be a starting quarterback at, at, a, at a major program. So that's why you you just keep throwing darts at the board, right? And I was I, I like the huddle film more than I thought it would. I think there's a few things there that are really interesting. I think the size is legit. Like I said, I like the footwork. I'm excited about it. I, I think it's it's a good piece to add into the depth of the quarterback room. So, yeah, excited about Milos there. Um, I thought Luke Fickle said a lot of interesting things today. Coming up this week, we still have Coach's Corner. Um, we're going to get an Illinois guest on. I have a really special guest I'm working on to that should give us a unique insight into uh, Braden Locke as well. I'm hoping to get that done. But first, um, thank you for tuning in to the show, for everything, you, for everything you guys do to help build this community up. I really appreciate it. If you're an everyday or and you listen every day, thank you so much on Wisconsin, and we'll talk tomorrow.